Hello, this is Krista with episode number 120 on the Wag Out Loud podcast. Are you enjoying our podcast and the topics that we cover? Would you like to be a part of the conversation? Well, I'm bringing back past guests on the Clubhouse phone app to revisit topics from the show. And of course, all dog lovers are invited to take part. We want to hear from you, uh, ask your questions and give us your comments. We've had some great discussions with lots of interaction and would love to have you join us. If you've already joined Clubhouse, be sure to become a member and follow the Wag Out Loud Club. Or if you're interested in joining Clubhouse and just need an invite, let me know and I can have that texted to you. It's super easy and lots of fun. Does your dog constantly beg for treats? Well, be careful because we should really be limiting treats to no more than 10% of our dog's total daily calories. Here's an example. A small 10-pound dog may only need 290 to 450 calories a day. And in this case, we would limit their treats to 29 to 45 calories. Be sure to read your labels because some treats can weigh in at more than 75 calories each. That's why I'm a fan of limited ingredient treats. And the best ones are freeze-dried treats made from one high-quality protein source like organ meat. Welcome to the Wag Out Loud podcast, where we are obsessed with bringing you helpful tips on canine healthcare, nutrition, and overall well-being. If you'd like to support the show, check out the amazing online events, products, and resources that I personally recommend on the Wag Out Loud website. I'm your host, Krista, and I'm super excited to be bringing you yet another tail-wagging episode. Hello, dog lovers. Thank you so much for tuning in to another informative episode of the Wag Out Loud podcast. And today we have my friend and fan of the show, Stephanie Cassidy, and she's going to cover Paws Off Xylitol and her experience with this very toxic ingredient. Stephanie, you are... I guess next to me, the second best dog mom that I know. <laughs> Please introduce yourself and tell us about your dogs. Yeah. Hi, Krista. Um, yeah, I unfortunately have become quite familiar with Xylitol. Um, I have a six-year-old soft-coated Wheaton Terrier named Archer, and I have a three-year-old Tibetan Terrier named Harley Quinn, and we have had Xylitol experiences with both of them. Yes, and that's why I've asked Stephanie to share her experience because so many of us have heard of it maybe, but don't know all of the products that it is hiding in and the reaction that it does cause in dogs. So let's start with, well, what do dentine, mentos, trident, juicy fruit, uh, a kid's favorite, Airheads, and Hershey's icebreakers all have in common. Xylitol. <laughs> they contain xylitol, and xylitol is now the number two cause of all dog poisonings, and that's after chocolate. Yeah. So this ingredient is safe for human consumption, but deadly for dogs, and it's getting deadlier because the use of xylitol 
has increased dramatically just in the last five years, and the number of xylitol pet poisonings has more than doubled in that time. So, Stephanie, unfortunately, you've had bad experiences with xylitol and your dog, so why don't you share your story? Okay. Well, you know, I noted that my Wheaton Terrier is six years old, so I had never heard of xylitol poisoning before I got him, but became aware of it and realized, you know, that it was in gum and mint and um, kind of did a cleansing of my house and kind of warned my, my children that, you know, we're not going to bring this in our house. It's too easy to have accidents. <laughs> right. So, you know, my first experience was um, after getting rid of all the gum, I thought my Wheaton Terrier, who is not mischievous or nosy, found a pack of gum in a work bag that I no longer use in a zippered pouch. And comes running through the house with a pack of, um, I think it was like a tropical fruit trident gum. And my stomach just dropped. So I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. You know, and I'm like, I grab it. I'm like, maybe it was empty. I had no idea how many pieces were in it, which is really important to know because I hadn't even, I didn't even know it was in there. I <laughs> smelled his breath. I'm like, yep, he definitely has eaten gum. So, you know, at that point, I dropped everything put him in the car on the way to the vet. I called and said, we're coming in. This is what happened. Got there. We immediately had him take medication to start vomiting and then proceeded, the vet and I proceeded to um, poke through it (laughs) to see how many pieces of gum he actually got. And there were quite a few. And I thought, okay, good. We got it all up and out. He's good, right? Because I think there's a really short period of time that you need to get the xylitol out of their system. It's like 15 to 30 minutes. And luckily, the vet was so open. It was around closing, but they took us in and we got it up and out, I think, within 30 minutes. At that point, she tells me that it's still very serious. It's in his bloodstream and that he he needs to be monitored overnight. And so we then ended up taking him to UC Davis, a big veterinarian hospital that I happen to live about 25 minutes from. And they kept him there overnight on an IV. And luckily, we had a good outcome and, and a good scare. But, you know, after that, I was even more careful, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, asking people that come into your home. And, you know, you sound kind of crazy going, do you have any gum? Do you have any mint? Do you, you know, do you have anything sugar-free? You start sounding like the crazy lady. But after you've been through it, you just really, you know, it's nerve-wracking. But, um, you know, three years later, here I am with another dog. And I have, this is terrible, but I have a friend's kiddo spend the night, comes over, no backpack, nothing. It was just totally last minute. And apparently he had sugar-free gum in his pocket Mm. and he had thrown it on the floor in my son's room. And my little Tibetan terrier, who is nosy and into everything, found it, brought it to me, was completely empty. My heart sank. I'm like, how could this be happening again, you know? And um, at that point, just questioned the child. Of course, they don't know how much is in there. So I'm just like scrambling. I did induce vomiting at home. They don't necessarily recommend that. But at that time, it was a weekend and the vet near me was closed. And we had a little bit of a trek to get to the emergency vet. And so I, I made that call. And I was able to get her to 
you know, throw out the gum. And anyway, got her to the vet in time and she had to stay uh, not overnight, but for about 14 hours. And same thing, they give them an IV. At that point, I'm just paranoid about, about xylitol and all of that, you know, things that come in. And then, this is terrible, but the third time it happened again, a family member was here. They came over. I asked the mom, do you guys have any gum or any sugar-free mints? You know, explain what it is. And a lot of people have no idea that it's poisonous to dogs. So we talk about it. She goes, no, we don't even chew gum or anything. The next morning, my Tibetan terrier is chewing on something. I think it's a bone. I go over there and I'm just sick when I see it's one of those large containers of gum that sits in like your cup holder in the car and it's completely empty. And I'm just like, okay, I'm asking the questions. I'm explaining why, you know, same thing again. It was on a weekend. And I literally like, you know, I, I, I made my dog vomit. I gave her hydrogen peroxide. I had looked it up online. I knew how much to give her per, you know, for her weight. You know, they say not to do that, but yet I, you know, again, I had to rush her to the vet that's 30 minutes away. So she threw up all the way to the vet in my car <laughs> and they wanted to know how much gum she had eaten. Mm-hmm. And I said, hang on. <laughs> After I had taken her in and they had taken her back and I was able to count like 16 pieces. No it was way. a totally lethal amount. And I was just, I was so upset because I thought, I am I know about this. I tell people about this. I ask when they come in my, in my house, I ask them to put their, you know, their bags and their belongings up in my laundry room on the counter and shut the door. I'm real careful. So those are my experiences and it's just, I know so many people that um, are just so unaware that are dog owners that don't know about this. And so it's just, it's just something that I try to share. You know, I'm always posting on social media, like, you know, Hey, did you know mm-hmm. <laughs> about Xylitol? Just trying to make people aware because even though I am aware and I'm very careful, I've been through this three times. Yeah. And it's just and shocking. You're lucky. That, and I'm so lucky that I caught it when I did and then I wasn't like um, gone or something when, when my dog got it. Mm. I mean, I'm so lucky. So yeah, I just, I kind of have made that my little personal mission as a dog lover to let people know that, you know, this stuff is just everywhere. Yeah. You know? Well, you've brought up a good point. I mean, I'm so glad that both dogs lived through it because many don't. And Mm -hmm. Just to bring our listeners in the loop, xylitol is a sugar substitute. Um, So it's a class of sweetener that's known as sugar alcohol. And that's why dogs love it because it smells good and it tastes Mm -hmm. good. So besides the sugar-free gum, which is the number one source of xylitol poisoning in gum, where else can it be found? You'd be surprised, but, you know, it's even in, like, toothpaste and some of our, um, you know, mouthwashes and things like that. that you know, you, would, you wouldn't think that it would be in there. It's in anything that says sugar-free is potentially full of xylitol. So, jello products, pudding, peanut butter, just all the things you have around the house. Now, go um, back a minute. Peanut butter. Mm-hmm. All those people yeah. that fill their Kong toys... With uh-huh. peanut butter. Stephanie, 
Say it again. <laughs> I know, right? Well, the key word is sugar-free. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you think, well, peanut butter doesn't have sugar in it, but it, it does have sugar in it. And so if people, you know, are real strict about that and they're buying sugar-free peanut butter, they need to check the ingredients and don't ever give that to your dog because it probably has xylitol in it. And I was shocked to hear that because I, I thought the same thing. I mean, how many people give their dogs peanut butter as a treat or in it, like in a Kong or when they're puppies, you know, trying to, or in, to give pills, all sorts of things. And I thought, oh my gosh, like, well, why do they even make this stuff? But yeah, it's you know, bad. Uh, and marijuana edibles also are known to have xylitol. So Stephanie, oh I'm going to pause you here for a second. We're going to get more into xylitol and what it actually is doing to the dog's body after we come back from this sponsor break. Thanks to our friends at Mushroom Matrix for sponsoring this episode. Do you know about the superpower of medicinal mushrooms for us and our dogs? Well, Mushroom Matrix is the leading producer of the highest quality certified 100% organic functional mushroom powders that support immune health, sports performance, and recovery for both pets and people. I take it, my husband takes it, and even Winston takes it. 11 different species of mushrooms are grown in their state-of-the-art indoor farm in Carlsbad, California, and the Mushroom Matrix blends can be mixed right into your dog's food to support their daily health needs. Be sure to check out their entire line of amazing products for dogs, cats, horses, and people by going to mushroommatrix.com. And as a Wag Out Loud podcast listener, you get 20% off of your first order by using the code WOL at checkout. Welcome back, everybody. We are here with Stephanie Cassidy, and she is talking about xylitol toxicity and how it can be lethal to dogs. And unfortunately, Stephanie has been through this nightmare three times with her two dogs, I have to question the friend that had the big cup of gum. What did they say? Since you did ask them, do you have anything? Well, it was a family member. My niece had the gum in her backpack on the floor from a birthday party that she had gone to several weeks earlier. Okay. So, you know, it wasn't something that they make a habit of. Um, you know, chewing gum or even eating mints. And so when I asked her, she's like, oh, no, we don't have any of that. And I mean, I was mortified. They were mortified because they I had directly asked them, you know, mm. so you just can't be too careful. I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> yes, you have. Steph, what actually causes this reaction and why is it so different just in dogs? Yeah, I guess dogs can't process the xylitol like like people do, and it causes like a hypoglycemic low blood sugar reaction. It can cause seizures, and the big thing is that it causes liver failure. And when that happens, you know, the dog usually it's usually fatal. They don't make it. So you know, symptoms can can come on slowly too because it does the the xylitol's processed in the liver. So once it's once it's being processed, it's really hard to care for the dog who's ingested the xylitol. I mean, that's why it's so urgent to get them medical attention like as fast as you can. Yeah. Well, and it's so quickly absorbed in the bloodstream that mm-hmm. 
they say that symptoms of poisoning can be seen in as little as 30 minutes after they ingest. So it is quick. Yeah. And if you think about gum, you know, that little coating on the outside that's real sugary, it's all xazitol. So they, as soon as they ingest it, it goes to work. Oh, well, from the research that I did, many reasons why why it's so dangerous, um, as I just mentioned, that it's so quickly absorbed in the bloodstream. And as you mentioned, it stimulates this insulin release, which causes a drop in blood sugar. And as you mentioned, hypoglycemia. There's also, they say, hypokalemia, which is a deficiency of potassium, and mm-hmm. also low phosphate levels that causes even further distress, mm-hmm. the liver damage that you already pointed out. And from that, the elevated liver enzymes can then be evident, you know, 12 to 24 hours after your dog consumes xylitol. So it's just a downward spiral in their yeah. body, which is yeah, awful. Yeah, that's why they always watch them overnight, you know, because like you said, their blood sugars can drop at any time. And and, you know, what they told me was, if you're home and your dog's blood sugars drop and they start seizing, you'll never get here in time. There's nothing we can do. So as soon as they say that, you're like, alrighty, <laughs> keep them overnight. Other symptoms they that you might not see, but also can be life-threatening, uh, include gastrointestinal hemorrhage and prolonged blood clotting time. So the higher the amount of xylitol that your dog consumes by body weight, of course, the more toxicity will occur. And that's why I'm sure your vets wanted to know how much your dog's ingested during each episode. Well, I have a list here. I just want to share some common symptoms because as Stephanie said, she luckily was there during each occurrence. But what if you're not there and you come home to a dog that obviously isn't right? Stephanie, you want to share some of the symptoms that we can tell? Obviously, it's poisoning. I think, I'm trying to remember, but I think it's because we never got to that point. But I think it's lethargy. It can be vomiting. You know, it can be seizures. Those are some of the main ones. Yep. I can add to that. Uh, Mm -hmm. They look like they're walking around drunk. They have a racing heart rate, jaundiced gums, and that's bad because that's already uh, affecting the liver, obviously. Uh, Black, tarry stool, diarrhea, bruising, and then, of course, death. That Then it's way too late. So it sounds like they went through a lot when they were in the care of a veterinarian. You know, all of the tests and inducing vomiting, which was good that you started that because I'm sure that they did it again when they were there. It, it sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. Oh, it was. I just, I felt like, how could I be going through this again? I'm aware. I take precautions. I ask the questions and here I am. I was just, you know, how you're just like, how could this, how could this happen again? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I think about how many people are unaware and, You know, even people I know now that have dogs, they chew gum and they keep it in their purse and they come over to my house and I just told them, you need to leave it in your car. (laughs) Don't even bring it in. Absolutely. You know? Well, this is a question I have to ask you. What were your vet bills after each of those incidents? 
Oh, if I can remember, um, the first one was probably about $1,500. The second one was less because it happened early in the morning and they, I, you know, they didn't keep her overnight. They kept her all day and I picked her up at like 830 at night. So that one was, was considerably less. But the third time when she got that big, all the gum from the, container that held so many um she it was a two-day process like literally took her to the emergency vet she was there overnight the next morning I had to go get her and they said you know we don't think she's ready to go home so then I had to take her to my regular vet and she had to stay there all day long Mm. so that one really added up that was probably about two thousand dollars right yeah so it's um you know, it adds up quickly. Absolutely. Well, Mm -hmm. just so everybody knows, again, we're going to give you a list of things that contain xylitol. And besides the candy and the gum and the mints, there's chocolate bars, there's baked goods, cough syrup, um, those children's chewable vitamins. Yes. And then you mentioned toothpaste and mouthwash. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of our over-the-counter medicines, again, the peanut and nut butters, dietary supplements. You know, you've seen that skinny ice cream. Well, mm-hmm. that's xylitol. So, you know, cakes, muffins, pies, it's everywhere. Yep. Nasal sprays. I, that's another one. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I've learned there's a few key terms that you want to watch for, you know, number one being sugar free. But another one is when it says diabetic friendly oh. or cavity free, no sugar added. Those are keywords that like draw me in immediately. I like turn around and look at the full ingredient list. If it says xylitol, I don't even buy it. I don't normally buy sugar free stuff anyway, but now I'm just like, I'm a Nazi at my house. I'm like, no. <laughs> I get it. You know? Yeah. Okay. Well, I know there's some sound alikes, and it's just xylitol that is poisonous to dogs. So Zorbitol or Maltitol, you know, other sugar-free products like Stevia, Saccharin, uh, Aspartame, those are not poisonous to dogs. It's right. And you can the get sugar-free gum with those artificial sweeteners in it. I sure. mean, my husband's a gum chewer and I begged him to switch because for a while he was still chewing gum with xylitol and it was just, I was so stressed out and he finally, he made the switch and I was like, oh, thank you. Keeps <laughs> <laughs> you peace of mind. Yeah, you know. Well, is there anything that you would like to leave us with? And I want to thank you for being on this mission. Unfortunately, you went through it, but <laughs> You are an expert now, and we need to make others aware of this. Yeah, a few things that I've done, and you can call me the crazy uh, dog lady now because I think my husband does, but <laughs> <laughs> I made signs and laminated them, and I put one at my front door and one at my back door that just basically is telling people, please don't bring sugar-free gum or mint into our house. And I said, you know, it can kill us. It's poisonous. And then it said, you know, thank you, Archer and Harley. So I made these little signs and I, you know, I have them. I made one for my mom. She has dogs. I have the pet poison 
helpline phone number on speed dial in my phone. I keep that there. And then anybody who comes over with a purse or or a pool bag or anything like that, it has to go up in the laundry room on top of the counter up high. And luckily, my dogs aren't too big and the door shut. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the precautions that I've taken, you know, and hopefully, hopefully that helps. Because every once in a while, you realize I didn't ask them when they came over if they have that stuff. Now, my friends all know, right, because they've been through this journey with me. But you just, yeah, you know, all sorts of people come in our house, put their purse on the floor. Well, thank you to you. And to Harley and Archer for being such amazing teachers. You know, we need to learn this stuff. So just a reminder to everybody, Stephanie has become an expert on Xylitol only due to the fact that she lived through some (laughs) scary times with her dogs. But if you are a fan of the show and you've gone through an experience and you have something to share with other dog parents, we want to know. We would love to have you on. So just message me at Krista at wagoutloud.com, or you can just go to the Wag Out Loud website and send me a message through the Bark About It button. We would love to hear from you. Stephanie, thank you for sharing this journey. And if we've just changed one person's mind, we've done a good job. Exactly. And that's kind of what I'm here to do now. Just let those people around me know that it is so dangerous. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. We appreciate you. Thanks again to our friends at Mushroom Matrix, makers of the highest quality, certified 100% organic functional mushroom powders. Use code WOL for 20% off of your first order by going to mushroommatrix.com. Thanks for listening. You'll find some helpful links in the show notes. And if you enjoy the show, please be sure to follow and listen for free on your favorite podcast app. And please, please share your feedback. Visit wagoutloud.com for great product recommendations with discounts, amazing online events, and fantastic resources. That's also where to visit our Bark About It page where you can suggest topics, guests, or products. Be advised that this show offers health and nutritional information and is designed for educational purposes only. You're encouraged to do your own research and should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace, professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your dog's health, you should always consult a veterinarian or a nutrition expert. Have a tail wagging day and we'll catch you next time. Hey, Winston, was that another tail wagging episode?